0: You do not have to suffer silently or alone. 1212 Ministries has resources available to your church so that you can get plugged in and find community. No matter what stage of this journey you're in, we want to equip the church to come alongside of you and support you as you navigate this season. Please reach out to 1212 Ministries to learn more about how your church
1: can get connected.
2: Hey friends, welcome to the Purpose Beyond Motherhood podcast. Together we are using our voices to walk alongside women navigating infertility and motherhood. I'm Holly, and I'm so happy you're tuning in today. Hey friends, and I'm
3: Nicole. Let me tell you a little bit about 1212 Ministries and why this podcast exists. 1212 Ministries creates a safe space for emotional restoration, physical healing, and spiritual discipleship for women who have or are experiencing infertility. We want to share hope in the hard things and encourage you to be joyful in hope, patient in affliction, and faithful in prayer.
2: Our heart behind this podcast is to make sure that no woman walks this journey alone. Welcome to the Purpose Beyond Motherhood podcast. Hey ladies, we are so excited to have you listening with us today on the podcast. Today we are pumped to share with you our panel from our last refined event. Um, This was a panel of me and my sweet mother, Christy, and one of my very best friends, Jacqueline. So this is a multi-generational, multi-relationship kind of panel just to give you some insight and hopefully some encouragement as you walk through your waiting season.
4: My name is Tiffany Joe Baker, and I have the privilege of leading this crew, this panel. I'm gonna do the best that I can. But what we're gonna to bring tonight is a situation that many of y'all have been in. But this crew represents a multi-generational support system through the journey. And so we're gonna ask some real and raw questions, gonna to get to dive into the, the good, bad, and the ugly, and our prayer is, is that you're going to be able to grab some nuggets for yourself. And I know there's some people here, some moms and some daughters and some friends. And so that's why we wanted to make sure to do something unique like this so that you could get the, the, all the info, info from all angles of it. So we have Holly, who has been through an infertility journey, her mom, Christy, and then friend, Jacqueline. So you're going to get to hear it, y'all. So just wait. So we're going to start, Holly. Have you start and kind of share, give us um, a big picture overview of your journey and what it was like.
2: Okay. I started writing this down and then I'd I'd forgotten pieces of it. So I've been married for over 11 years, um, stopped taking birth control in like 2013. Um, I was a virgin when I got married, so I thought as soon as I had sex, I would get pregnant. Mm -hmm. I was like, it's going to happen. I took a pregnancy test. On my honeymoon. That's how sure I was, which is comical because that's not how it works. Um, But we did, like, try it on our own for a while. Then I talked to my OB. She was like, something's up. This is not, like, it should be happening. All our levels were fine. All of John's levels were fine. Um, We did two IUIs with one doctor. Then we switched doctors, did one IUI with him. That failed. Then I had surgery for endometriosis, laparoscopy. Um, Didn't find, like, they found a little bit, but nothing, like, very alarming. Um, So then we finally decided to do IVF. So we have our daughter, um, Kenley, but before her, I actually miscarried, like, three days before my 12-week ultrasound, the Friday before Mother's Day, um, and our gender reveal was scheduled, so we had to, like, cancel that. It was, like, very, very dramatic. Um, So that's just, like, a 30,000-foot view for you. Wow, there's a lot in there. A lot in there. So I'm sure there can be some
4: relatability. Um, so can you tell us what kind of role did your mom play and what role did Jacqueline play through that?
2: Yes. Um, so my mom has my whole life. She actually had like a prayer room in our house growing up. Like I fully believe that the favor on my life largely comes from her prayers, which I can't look at her while I talk about it. Um but um, she was just constantly, like, she didn't know what to say, but I knew her heart was to stand with me. It's hard to talk about it when you're right here. <laughs> um, her heart was to stand in it with me. She, she couldn't understand it, but I knew her heart was right there with me. She was um, encouraging me, praying over me, trying her best to, like, get leveled with me, like, to understand. So, yeah, support and prayer warrior. Okay. And what about Jacqueline? Jacqueline, <laughs> um, Jacqueline and I met kind of when I had started the doctor part of all of this, um, and so she was such a like a joyful encouragement. Would send me scriptures. I remember the morning of my laparoscopy, she sent me the verse about enlarge the place of your tent, like expand your territory. And I like you, every like everyone needs a friend like that yeah. to just bring you back into scripture and that truth. So she was like my comedic Jesus relief yep. really yes. <laughs> so Jacqueline what was it
4: like walking that road with Holly and what did you see at your role
0: yeah I mean exactly what Holly is saying I mean I feel like a natural encourager so that part was easy but it also I think it's a friend you, if you are an encourager you can overdo it <laughs> <laughs> and you have to just know the timing and then get sensitive with the Holy Spirit of what is helpful. So I do remember spending a lot of time um, praying for Holly and then being in my quiet time and be like, oh, wow, she, need, she needs this right now. Like, I have to send this. And it usually would be like, oh, my gosh, I was just, you know, crying my eyeballs yeah. out.
2: <laughs> totally. <laughs>
0: or something. Um probably five months prior to Holly, I had a miscarriage. So like walking mm-hmm. with her through that, I was very sensitive and felt the pain. And you don't have to walk through something to feel, take on someone's pain as a friend. I think when you're really close in intimacy, in your friendships, you you care so much and you hold that with them. So it was very hard seeing Holly walk through something that is a desire of her heart. And I just felt like one of the things was don't let Holly forget the promise. And I literally was like, keep your hands up. Like um, when you hear a friend start to kind of go, well, maybe this isn't for me. Maybe I'm not meant. Go in there, go in the battle Get on the horse, saddle up with her, and ride with her, and be consistent in your encouragement because life is happening for all of us. And so it's like, oh, yeah, by the way, how's that baby thing going? <laughs> you know, and it should be
4: consistent if you are a close friend. Is there anything that you did to help you be consistent? Like, did you, I don't know, put something on the calendar or just, or, you know, reach out when you're prompted by the Holy Spirit? I mean, how did that work for you?
0: Um,
4: It was kind of easier because we worked together. Okay, (laughs) So
0: so she was in my face and um,
4: (laughs) right down the hall. hall. So,
0: but yeah, it just, like I said, if you're just aware of your friends Mm -hmm. and what they're going through and the promise hasn't come, Mm -hmm. you should just know Mm -hmm. to keep up with that. So, yeah, that's awesome. Yeah, the Lord will definitely be like, yo, you need to walk down there and speak
4: some life. Sure, I love that. So good, so good. All right, Mama Christie.
0: Mm-hmm.
4: What was it like walking the road with your sweet baby girl? And what did you see your role being?
1: Well, it was, um, I'm going to try not to cry but I want you to know out there that my tears are also for you because it's real and it's intense and it rocks your your faith if you're not careful. And if you don't have faith, the desperation will hopefully push you toward the only one who can hold you through. But it was surprising every month because I had the faith to know that he could And that he wanted to. So I didn't understand why he didn't. And I feel like most of you out there understand what I'm saying. It's harder for me to watch when you're faithful. I mean faithful. Full of faith. And watching her and John and not understanding for a moment why God would not do this for them. Was excruciating. But... I had to try to be strong for her, and I just took it to the Lord every day. And um, I will say I said stupid things. If you've listened to any of the podcasts, you've heard one or two. Um, um, that She talked about it one time, but the other thing that I have to tell you that I said that was so, so hard, but so good, was that I kept trying to, like Jacqueline said, encourage her, and say, I know that if he lets you get pregnant, he's going to hold that baby. Did you hear what I said? He's going to hold that baby. So when I got that phone call that Friday before Mother's Day, when she was hosting and the table was already set, I, I was standing. I'd been in a nail salon. I walked out and. Her husband called me, and I knew she had gone for a sonogram. And when he said, we've had a miscarriage, number one, I'll never forget the way he phrased it. Because y'all, that's real too. They have a miscarriage too. When he said that to me, I couldn't believe that it was true. And then as I processed through it, I was like, I kept telling her and telling her. So as I went through this deep pit of my own trying to, you know, be happy and supportive for her, all I could hear was the Holy Spirit saying, baby, I kept my promise. I am holding that baby. So then you can do business with God. Well, did I not pray right? it, It wasn't that. It was all the way it was going to be. But when I had to do business with God was when I had to say to him, I am so sorry, I'm not you. And I don't understand it, but I feel like the thing that I wish I'd known to say to her then, that I want to say to you tonight that's been resonating in my spirit since I walked in this building is you, you are not stuck. The enemy wants you to feel stuck. You're not stuck. I loved that video. I love the worship. Because we need to remind ourselves that you are not stuck. And it was hard. It is still hard every month. Because there's is unexplained. Every month I believe she's pregnant. Every month. Every month. And she believes it too. So what's he going to do with that? I don't know. But I do know that he's good. And I do know that at almost 67 years old, he has been better to me than I ever expected or deserved. And there are crooks in the road and there are valleys and hills and streams that you go down that are scary as they can be, but there's also those places where you know that he's holding you. So I just want to encourage you and tell you we're not all the way through it yet, but I have learned a lot And my heart is for you. And Nicole and the team, you couldn't be in a better place tonight.
4: Amen. So good. Well, you answered, but you might have more. Um, What, either of you, any of you, do you you wish you would know then that you know now? Or done? Anything known or done that you wish you would have?
2: Um, so this is something Nicole and I have talked about, and I think we're going to do a podcast on it, but um, I wish I would have had this thought in my head more. You I, you are not failing your husband. You are not failing your family. Your mom is not disappointed in you that you have not conceived. There is The status of your womb does not determine anyone's love level for you. Um, I think the enemy tries to be like, oh, well, your husband would love you more if... You had, had, you had gotten pregnant, or I would do this really unhealthy thing where I would see like, his ex-girlfriends and how many kids they had had, and the enemy would like have a field day with my mind, which is so not the Lord, but just that you have not failed. you are not disqualified. The status of your womb does not set you in any place that is not from the Lord. like He has established you as his daughter first and foremost. Thank you That was an old sermon <laughs>
0: Yeah, I was just really quick. I keep feeling timing in the room. So I had my miscarriage at 34 and, you know, didn't have my first baby till 35. And maybe some in the room are like, oh, that's young. But at the time, I mean, this is a desire of my heart for a very long time. Yes. And so the enemy even today, like putting that, that you're too old, mm-hmm. the time has passed. It's over for you. Get over it. You're not going to be a mom is a lie from the pit of hell. Yes. Mm-hmm. And hold on to the promise. If that is a desire in your heart, then keep at it. Age, like the doctors will tell you, all the people. But, I mean, you know my God? Mm-hmm. So it's just reminding yourself when
4: the enemy comes with the lies of age. Good. So. Yes. Amen. I think we're learning Jacqueline's life motto hold on to the promise. Hold I love that. Know your motto. That, that, that is, is nice. so good. Well, what um, what lessons did you learn
2: oh, through it all? I. This is something, um, there's a song, I don't know who sings it, but it's called Same God. Um, and I think it's so easy when you're in the season of in the season of infertility, that is isolating, that is sad, that feels heavy. That's a lot of really awkward doctor appointments, especially if you have a male doctor and you're like, okay, everything's fine. (laughs) Um, But the same God that like parted the Red Seas, the same God that heal, it like makes me emotional, but that's the same God that knows your story. And it's not a surprise to him. Um, And he's, he's with you. He's sitting with you in it. He's not leaving you on the side of the road. He's not saying that's too much for me. Um, I think just reminding myself that I serve that same God and he's the one I'm going to stick with.
1: I I would just say that all the way through my biggest prayer as I watched Holly and John go through it was two things. Number one, no matter what happens, God, hold their faith Mm -hmm. intact it's about eternity. And number two, hold their marriage together. So what I will say is I know it doesn't happen for everyone and it is like a tug of war and you are hanging on for dear life. But seeing her today, she always has had faith. But she is a different person. Their marriage is different because of what they've had to do together and the decisions they've had to make to stay together and to do battle against the lies of the enemy who's trying to tell them all the things that just came out of her mouth plus the fact that um, they shouldn't be together. And um, that has been an enormous thing. And I am thankful God gave me those prayers to pray. Because um, prayer is everything. And I love knowing that um, everything Holly just said, he's in it. He's right there in the middle of it. And he also knows the future. And he is in this plan because every beating heart in this room was his idea. And the one thing I've learned is that we cannot orchestrate anything. We can do whatever we want to do. But when he says go, that fertilized egg attaches the inside of that uterus. A heart beats and a baby is there. So it has been so amazing to me because no matter what I see, no matter what people you know, tell me about their story or that they feel like they're in an accident or whatever, I'm going, no, no, I've watched this. If there is a beating heart, it's because the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit made that decision. So to press into that and know that He holds life and He will give it when the time is perfect.
2: I wanted to add one thing. Sorry, that just made my brain go down this rabbit trail, which could be interesting. But um, if there's someone in the room that has done multiple transfers, that they have failed, that you didn't have exit retrieval, that your body didn't respond, um, I want to speak directly to you right now to say God created all of us to be his children. One of my favorite pastors Josh Morris just did a sermon about adoption, um, and it just really triggered my brain. I'm not saying, like, that's what you should do. That's not me telling you what to do. That's me saying, pray about it. Um, It was really big on my heart, but the Lord led us through IVF, but it's still something that's on my heart. Um, But I just want to say, if that's on your heart, if that's on your mind, bring it to the Lord, and don't be afraid of it, because that's what she just said. That baby was created with you in mind, even if you didn't carry it.
4: Did the fertility journey or this circumstance, or really any circumstance in your life, ever cause you to have a
2: crisis of faith? And if so, could you share a little bit about that? Uh, Yes. I have some really sassy journal entries that if my daughter ever finds them, I'm going to be like, no, mommy didn't write that. Um, But I think... I learned early on that, well, maybe not early on, actually, I was probably forced to learn God can handle my disappointment. Um, I actually watched my sister-in-law lose her father, which that kind of triggered my heart to see um, just a different side of God and a different way to have to trust him when you're forced to. Um, And so that kind of started it, and then if you add in infertility and you're like, that's That's so challenging to to know that God still sees us and loves us, and this is part of so many of our stories. Um, But yes, I did. I I made those declarations that, um, Nicole, I don't know if, we might have some around here. They're in the bathroom, on the bathroom stall doors. Um, But I made these declarations that say, like, um, God will heal you, God, I mean... God will restore with enemies tried to steal just declarations of all of these things that align with scripture. And I would make myself read them. And I had the verses written out with them because even on the days I was like, I don't want to pray. I would make myself read them.
3: That was so good. So amazing. I'm really so encouraged just by Holly, by Jacqueline, by Holly's mom, Christy, and just so, so encouraged, praying that you were encouraged as well, friends. Guess what? In the show notes, there's going to be a link. If you click that, you'll be able to watch the rest of the panel as well as grab your own declaration cards. Um, I know we talk about them a lot. Holly, just really share some wisdom here from God's Word, and we want you to have those as well. So don't forget, click on the link in the show notes, watch the rest of the panel, and grab your declaration cards, and we will talk to you soon.